TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Connection. I am one of your co-hosts, Ann Baldwin. And this is Lisa Dematis lapore CEO from The Connection. Well, hell, if you're going to mention who you are, I'm going to tell everybody I'm the president and CEO of Baldwin Media. How's that? That's all right. Okay. You got that. You yeah. got that, sister. You got that going. TV girl turned PR 22 years ago. It's wow. been. So we're going to try not to be starstruck for this edition of the show, but we are so excited to have beyond excited, beyond excited to have Vin Baker on the show. 13 years in the NBA, four as an all-star, graduate of UHA, University of Hartford. We don't even have to tell everybody who he is. So Vin, thank you thank for you. being so, here. What an honor to have you on our show. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on the show. I'm super excited as well to be on the show today. So thank you for, for having me. And I got to tell you, dealing with RJ, who is kind of like your handler, and I understand a childhood friend who you've worked with and been with for years, has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, RJ is great. He's um, he's a godsend, especially doing this work that we're doing uh, with recovery. He's been an absolute godsend. And you know, I've known RJ since we were the same height in elementary school. So, <laughs> what was no that? First grade. First to eighth kindergarten. So <laughs> yeah, that. That's great. So, Vin, why don't you? Um, you know, this is called the connection, and you've got a big connection to what we talk about a lot on this program. Why don't you tell people kind of, you know, they know you for for your outstanding um, sports abilities and playing basketball, but what happened, Vin? So, yeah, I, I was very fortunate and blessed. I grew up in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, and, and went to, got a scholarship to attend the University of Hartford and had a great career there as a basketball player, a wonderful school, and uh, had an opportunity to be drafted in 1993 by the Milwaukee Bucks and as the eighth pick and, you know, really living out my dream as an NBA basketball player. I always obviously grew up wanting to uh, play in the NBA like a lot of young men and aspired to do and I actually got that opportunity in 1993 uh, to play for the Milwaukee Bucks and um, you know for the first half of my career had an illustrious career something that you only dream about you know my first five years in the NBA I was named to the NBA all-star team and and then was also named as a 2000 uh, Olympian and won gold in Australia in 2000 and um, you know like you know a lot of professional athletes and a lot of people who experience success early in their lives um, just ran into some real issues um, that come along with uh, stardom and having a fortune and you know too much is given much is required and I um, you know growing up in a small town I don't think I was really prepared for all this stardom and things that came my way so um, 
you know, probably about my sixth or seventh year in the NBA after making the All-Star team. And, you know, sometimes during, after being an Olympian, I ran into some issues off the court with, um, you know, first started as partying and then started to really be dependent on alcohol and really didn't understand it at the time. I just thought it was, you know, I was going along with the culture of being a professional athlete and then one day waking up realizing that I needed it to survive and not just, or at least I felt that I needed it to survive and my body, um, you know, wouldn't react normally. And, and the next thing I know, I'd gone from being this, this super athlete of being an all-star and an NBA um, Olympian and one of the top 20, 25 players in the, in the world to um, waking up one morning and realizing that I was an alcoholic. And it took me sometime, I mean, multiple years uh, while I was playing and, and certainly after I stopped playing after my 13th year to realize that, you know, I was really deep into this um, disease of alcoholism. And it wasn't until um, eight and a half years ago where I just stopped the train. You know, my career had gone awry, had left me and, and um, you know, I'd lost my fortune that I'd made in basketball and I really had hit actual rock bottom in my life and uh, realized that I needed to get help. And and I started when I went to, I'd gone to a few facilities to try during the course of um, some in my career and then some after my career. And then finally I went to uh, a facility in Middletown and, and my mind was made up, you know, eight and a half years ago. I was just like, I'm going and I'm going to get help and I'm going to do better and I'm going to change, turn my life around. And you know, this is this was a tough time because I was at rock bottom. I lost it all. But you know, I, I wrote in in my book. It's a it's a Warren um, Rick Warren quote from his book Purpose Driven Life. Like, you know, you never realize God is all you got until and God is all you need until God is all you got. And that's all I had. And so, I went to the facility in Middletown, Connecticut, with a hope and a prayer and some intestinal fortitude that I had. And, and I turned and I got sober and um, I stayed in detox for about a week and eight and a half years later um, I haven't picked up and and now my mission in life um, and my passion in life is to help those people who have succumbed to addiction alcoholism opiate use and and to provide some hope God has given me a platform now uh, he's given me this miraculous story and I want to use it to uh, save lives and provide hope for those people who have lost hope in, in addiction. Wow. And what an amazing story. And if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Vin Baker. Mm-hmm. Who needs no introduction? We have one thing in common, Vin. You know what it is? What's that? I've got eight and a half years under my belt from alcohol as well. Awesome. awesome. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you. So how old were you when you really kind of looked in the mirror and said, I'm an alcoholic? Um, I think, you know, it was actually at some point during my career, it was probably in 2000, 2001, I was like, you know, this is out of control. And, you know, I think the the thing that hurt me the most from getting my sobriety even earlier, although I'm just happy and blessed at how it turned out, was I had this image of being an NBA all-star, an NBA player. And and there's this image that we have to keep that we can't, we, you know, we, we don't, you know, we don't have those kind of issues that anyone else um, can have. You know, we can't be drug addicts or we can't be alcoholics or 
worse yet, it's like if if somebody finds out that I'm an alcoholic, then you know my career is 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 done. And so I probably held on to or stayed in this rut more years than I needed to because I was afraid to let people know that I was afflicted with with this disease. And so um, it was probably about 2000, 2001 when I said this is, or even, you know, this is something that I cannot control right now and I'm going to need some help outside of, you know, what I've been doing. Well, and you you talked about how you grew up in Old Saybrook, and that is where you were having um, your 5K road race. This is your second year, right? This is the second year, and it's 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 going to be um, amazing again this year. We've already have about 300 people already registered wow. for the event. Last year we had about 400 to 450 walkers and runners, so we're super excited about having it in my hometown. And um, on the 20th, it starts at 7 a.m. and it's going to be amazing. It's for a wonderful cause. Registration. That's right. It's 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 a fun it's a fun event. It's a family event and Old Saybrook, any time of the year. I, it's great. Yeah, it's okay. one of my favorite towns. I just absolutely love it. So you need yeah. to mark your calendars for Saturday, July twentieth. There's raffles and at seven thirty they're having yoga. There's also a kids fun run, which those are just adorable. And uh, Vin will be there. Obviously, it's his it's his event. Vin Baker is going to be speaking, and it, you can walk or run, and it is a 5K. So um, there's so much to do. There's going to be food trucks, vendors there. They're going to have lots of treats, and you know, um, people love to run and walk this time of year. And I know you're going to bring in a big crowd, Vin, because you are Vin Baker. And I just really, it was so refreshing to hear you say too that, you know, your focus is on you know, helping people with addiction, especially from alcohol. So what are some of your goals and objectives of what you want to do with that, especially here in your home state of Connecticut? So, you know, what all the proceeds and what we're working on doing in the next year is to open up a, an intensive outpatient facility um, in Connecticut, maybe the, the Hartford area. My, we're still determining where, but opening up uh, an intensive outpatient facility so that we can provide um, all the resources that um, people need to get healthy and live a sober life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think I'd like to think of myself as an expert on how to achieve sobriety, you know, from, but but the biggest thing is for me to use this platform that I've been given now back in the NBA as an assistant coach to provide hope. And then hopefully in the next year and a half, with all the things that Bouncing Back is doing with the 5K, to provide a facility uh, that people can go to and, and really work on themselves and turn their lives around and and be able to live a sober life. And mm-hmm. it's it's not over because you run into an addiction. And I want to I want my place um, to feel like that. I want everyone to to come there and, and, and have hopes of success of leaving a leading a sober life because um, I've been blessed with that opportunity, and I want to. I want to pay it forward and give someone else that opportunity and someone else that light, that 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 beacon of light that it can happen in their lives. And, um, you know, your passion um, really rings through. Um, then I know you and I talked before the show started about um, the connection, the agency that... Um, that I'm the executive director for and the many lives of people, men and women that we touch um, who are struggling with um, alcoholism and uh, drug addiction. And so many of those 
um, a lot of the people that we see, you know, have had successful careers and something has come up. They've had a sport injury or they've had something happen to them and yeah. a car accident. Right. And then they're drinking. Um, but, you know, hope and courage and support is so key. And I can hear it, you know, because you sort of walk the walk, you're talking the talk and you're paying it back. And I think that's that's really that's so key. And um I would love at some point for you to meet some of our amazing uh, clients that um, have had, you know, successful lives like yourself and um, took a fall back and lost everything and have rebuilt themselves and have had the courage and the strength to move on and be such an example. And I think that, you know, people look really look up to you as such an example of that. And the fact that you're humble enough to talk about your story, to teach others so that one more person um, sees that, you know, sobriety is possible. You know, my hat's off to you. You know, and Vin, we talk about that. And, you know, I, I worked in television news here in Connecticut for years. My alcoholism didn't really take over my life until I was 50. You know, it was like what you said. It was... Um, I couldn't go without it. It just became, you know, people say, well, put down the drink. You know, damn it, I've got a disease. It's called alcoholism, and I couldn't put down the drink. And I'm pretty sure that if I didn't make it to detox and if I didn't have an intervention and end up in a facility, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. But I, like you, Vin, I made the conscious decision to put a face and a voice on my recovery so that what can we do? We can help other people. Right? And that's what bouncing back is going to do. And you're bringing that to Connecticut. That's awesome. With your lived experience. You know, and what what more can you ask from a person? You talk about putting a face and a voice on it. You've lived it. You know. You know what it's all about. And you know what it takes to help people. And you're going to bring that here to our state. And being such a role model to um, so many people. Um, through your through your sport and who you are and your messaging is really so impactful that um, I, I'm just really excited to hear that you're going to be in our neck of the woods and that you're going to you know do this program that's obviously so needed because we know and on you know it's not even have to be inner city it's throughout the entire state of Connecticut that our people are dying on the streets from alcoholism and, and drug abuse and you know we don't have enough tr- we don't have enough treatment programs that's a reality right so nico who is lisa's um 17 year old son he's texting me right now about, yeah. i cannot believe you're talking to vin baker i know this because is you texted <laughs> no he's so he's so excited so um it was nico who said make sure that vin um tells the story of starbucks. of starbucks god and starbucks yeah. talk a little bit about your book so yeah i had this you know wonderful opportunity um, to work at Starbucks for a year, and for me, like you know, it was it was the one of the more pivotal times in my sobriety, and where most people like would think that was a low of my life working at Starbucks. It was actually the most important, most one of the most pivotal times in my sobriety because it it, it introduced me to a humility, and it gave me an opportunity to have a job where I needed a job, and and, and it also gave me. T- chance to work my humility to put the green apron on every morning and really be humble and and it was an opportunity it was hope for me like um, so this is so, after you're an nba yeah. star and you're a, on the olympic team right. and now you're working at starbucks yeah so it was i, I reached out to uh, a good friend of mine to this day um it was it was howard Schultz who who was the owner of the seattle supersonics um but also the the um the CEO of Starbucks for years. So Howard and I um, 
met and we talked, and this was about a year and a half into my sobriety, and I called him, and we came up with a plan, and we worked on a plan that just restoring and redemptive, and one of the plans was to go, I went to seminary for a couple of years, and I was the um, youth minister at the Abyssinian Baptist Church in, in New York, and I really was working the steps, like Howard and I really came up with a plan of, of just, you know, reinventing myself and, and just getting a new lease on life, so Howard was really integral in, in helping me, you know, you know, move along, and, and so one of the things was, you know, he ca- I got a call one day from um, the Starbucks uh, Family Foundation and and asked me, you know, what would I be interested in doing stuff in retail, and, and I said yes. I, I didn't, in all honesty, I didn't know what that really entailed um, doing work in retail. So that actually was working at the store, and and again, it was it was a very crucial part of my recovery because you know the humility and and, and getting to a place where I was working every day, waking up in in the morning and, and just serving people. Uh, it really gave me a vision of what I wanted to do. It, it kind of was the bridge between my MBA career and my foundation and serving people is what I wanted to do. And that's kind of, it was part of really um, the motivation to um, give back with this foundation uh, because it was a real, what, what seemed on the outside to be like a low point after being an all-star and an Olympian, it was really hope for me. Like it was really like I had to hit such a low in my life that actually working and being a manager at Starbucks was, it was a high for me. So it really gave me in more of an inside um, or gave me more information on what we can do to help those people with hopelessness and who have lost their way. So it was a great, a great time of my life. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I would, I would totally go the Starbucks manager. <laughs> Even if I only knew how to make four drinks by the time I left. Um, I still would do it all over again. And the name of your book is God and Starbucks. God and, God and Starbucks. And God. So obviously that was, yeah, motivated by working at Starbucks. And certainly, you know, I'm a, I'm a, pre, a P, PK. My dad's a pastor mm-hmm. in Old Saver, Connecticut, and I grew up in the church. And, and then I became a licensed minister myself. So that was the whole motivation behind God and Starbucks. That's amazing. Wow. You know, and, and I think the message I'm hearing here, too, is... You know, people. Some people say you got to hit rock bottom. I don't necessarily agree with that. I say it's never too early to start to build yourself back up. That's but, right. That's right. but don't lose hope. There is hope, but sometimes you Absolutely. can't do it on yourself. Like I know, like you talked about a, a week in detox. If I didn't detox, I don't know that I could have done it on my own. But every there's different pathways to recovery. You know For that. Sure. You know, know that. So you know that from working at the connection too oh yeah so whatever it is and again the name of your foundation um we're speaking with vin baker who needs no introduction oh, our yeah. connecticut man and we're gonna see him i'm so excited we're gonna be down there on july 20th in old saybrook and uh, get there early because that's when the fun starts and we want to tell you folks if you want to register please do so already a lot of folks are getting online and registering at vinbaker.com and not only can you register to walk or run but maybe you want to make a donation maybe this is something as it is to a lot of our listeners lisa that is close to your heart everybody knows somebody so you can donate and the other way you can give back because that's such a big part of recovery right vin is you can also volunteer absolutely it's and you know i was talking to um rj and he told me people are like is vin baker really going to be there he told me you got there 
early, early, early. You get there early, earlier in the morning. You're out there busting your butt, helping them set up. You're doing what you're doing. You address the, the folks that are there. You're a big part of it. And then what does he do? He stays after hours and hours and hours and helps pick up the mess. That's amazing. So you are an amazing guy. You really, really are. And we hope that you have a great event. Um, can I just make one little special request? When you come next Saturday, can you bring a copy of your book and, and autograph Absolutely. it to, to Nico? And I see son. your son, Lisa's son. I definitely will. Thank Absolutely. you. Oh, he's going to be gonna, so gonna, excited. He's, he's, right now he's going. He All right. So we got just about 30 seconds left, Vin. Anything you want to leave the folks here in Connecticut with and, and thinking about? Because remember this organization, Bouncing Back. This is only the beginning of big plans that these folks That's have right. for recovery here in yeah. our state. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm very grateful and appreciative of that. And just to the state of Connecticut and those who are listening, just, you know, coming out to support. And as you mentioned, volunteering, donating, whatever you want to do, because we all know someone who, or know someone who knows someone. Yes. So this is an opportunity for us to, to give back and to pay it forward and to, most importantly, save lives. And, and that's what this foundation, Bouncing Back, is all about. And just as many people, we can flood the streets as Old Saybrook. And the more people that come, the more lives we save. And so I appreciate you guys giving me this opportunity to talk about the foundation, but most importantly, giving me the opportunity to save more lives. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So a big virtual hug from me and Lisa. We're going to make up for that when we see you, Vin. We are. Okay. We're giving Thanks you a so virtual much. hug a hug in Vegas because Vin is there right. right now coaching the camp. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. We'll Thank see you, so you on the 20th. Thank you I'll so much. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. What a great guy. What a great story. Love it. I know. Isn't he amazing? Absolutely love it. So He's look so inspiring. And um, to be able to talk about, you know, being at the top and then hitting rock bottom and being humble enough to do whatever it takes to rebuild yourself. And can you imagine people going into Starbucks and seeing like, to doing like a triple take like is that what? they probably think it's like undercover boss right right it's like, what the this heck? cannot be happening but you know vin did lose it all and i see so many people in the programs and people that uh, that have addiction issues that do lose it all but you don't have to wait until that happens to get the help but it's rebuilding i mean rebuilding your soul rebuilding who you are um, be, in a lot of ways, becoming a better person, um, becoming humble. But I mean, this this man is like, I mean, this is what this is so amazing that he's going to be coming to Connecticut with his foundation, and he wants to p pay it forward and help others, and he's so sincere about it. Fantastic. Absolutely. So grateful. Again, the website, if you want to register for the old Saybrook race to benefit Bouncing Back, July 20th at vinbaker.com. More information on The Connection and their programs, theconnectioninc.org. And thank you so much. We're so, thank you, Vin Baker, for taking time thank to be you, here. Thank you, Vin. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. We really appreciate it. To this edition of The Connection on WTIC News Talk 1080. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.